We are Bullet Points. Stay tuned for our small studio session coming up next. Small Studio is made possible by a grant from the Herbert Simon Family Foundation and with support from Nito Art Shop and Sun King Brewery.
And now an interview with bullet points from WFYI's Jill Dittmeyer. Tell me first about how this kind of became a, a recording project, bullet points, to a band. I mean, you're, you're going on the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's a standoff. Hazel has the best stories. I, I, I do. <laughs> uh, which, which band is this now? Um, we, uh, we've played together in a few bands over the years, me and, me and David. Uh, so we're kind of familiar with each other. We had um, just gotten together a few years ago and just for fun, just tried all sorts of different stuff. Like it didn't sound like what we sound like today. I mean, we did some, we did some like cha-cha and merengue tunes and some nice bossa nova. We did a polka and we anyway we did a bunch of weird stuff, just just trying to have fun in in my uh, home studio, just in my basement with some microphones. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, one song came out of it. That we did a video for, um, what's it called? Um, uh, all in time. All in time. There's a nice little video, if you search for bullet points. All in time. But uh, then a couple, fast forward to a couple years later, and we started playing together again and put a band together. And yeah, because I don't think at the time when we started writing together again, that we thought about putting a band together necessarily. It was just let's <clears throat> make music. And then yeah, a couple of years later, it was like let's put a band together. You know. And it doesn't sound anything like no. the earlier bullet points thing. <laughs> for better or worse. But um yeah. So this this has just happened for, for fun. And um uh, we eventually uh put this band together with T J and Matt. Which who we've both played um together previously in various projects. Um T J was with Dave and Betamel and I played with Matt in a couple of tribute groups and stuff, so we knew each other. So what was it like when when they gave you guys the call and said let's let's make this a band? Uh, it was funny because I got a random text from uh, David one night. He was like, "Hey, do you want to you want to join this band I'm starting?" I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." Just out of the blue, but uh, yeah, for me yeah. it was uh, I was pretty happy about it because I was kind of a fangirl of the uh, other bands that those guys were in, and uh, having played with uh, Brahas a, f- a couple times, I was really excited to to get involved. Um, just to see what would happen. So we we start about with a couple rehearsals, maybe a year ago, right? Um, around this time almost last we, year, I think, is when, when we started yeah. feeling it out, mm-hmm. and had some infrequent rehearsals there for a couple of months, and then it started uh, getting a little momentum, probably February, March time frame, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it started really kind of gelling. But uh, I was I was glad to be asked. Glad they didn't have any other drummers hanging out. Yeah, glad they didn't find. No, we did. Guitar player. You did. <laughs> you were just better. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you decide? I mean, it, it's it's so normal for it, bands to fall apart, to reform, to switch around. It's kind of like that that shell game kind of thing. Is there any sense of loss or regret when you leave a certain band or go to another band, or do you try to? It depends on why you're leaving and going. <laughs> Just like any other relationship, right? Yeah, you can be like it can be. Ex- oh, thank God I'm out of that. <laughs> you soldier on for years, trying. You know, if your band is doing well and you're tired of it, sometimes, or you know, start a side side project that's just for fun, and then it ends up being a thing. Or sometimes you know. they just kind of stop being. <laughs> and you know yeah. it's not a bad thing it's it's just uh, it gets so infrequent and then if yeah, if your band relationship is healthy yeah, and you're making good music yeah then yeah. it's then it can be sad when everybody has mm-hmm. reasons to not do it anymore and yeah 
But then again, it seemed like in Indianapolis, there's circles of musicians that play together a lot, and they all kind of intersect. So yeah. um, <clears throat> if, if the relationship's good at the end, then you, there's a good chance you'll meet again, maybe in a different setting, different form. Exactly. Because there there's a lot of common threads. That's how, mm-hmm. that's how we, we wound up uh, getting connected. Exactly. So it, as long as the relationship can survive a van... <laughs> Somebody should put together like a a visual, like a chart that shows like every musician in Indianapolis and all the bands they've been in. With there would be lines going. It would just oh, yeah. look like spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a cool Venn diagram. Yeah. Lots of intersections. How do you decide then, once you've got the band together, that it's time to to take it out and perform in front of somebody? Uh, once it started sounding good, which was almost <clears throat> immediately, really. I mean, it took a few rehearsals, but once it gelled, it was like, yeah, this is a thing now. And I think we all kind of knew. I don't know if we said it necessarily that I, we got a gig, we, our first yeah. gig. I think we had to set a date for us to kind of right. get everything together to be like, all right, it's coming down to the wire now. So, mm-hmm. But it didn't really take too many rehearsals for us to kind of gel. and They came together fairly quickly. What was that first one that was a... Was that the motorcycle? Yeah, the apocalyptic. Oh, right. We played the, uh, <laughs> that was we played the after party for the Mad Max run. Which that was, was a crew. post-apocalyptic motorcycle ride. Yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> I read something about it, but tell me what it was like. Well, it's, it's uh, an event that I've been involved with since it started. A friend of mine started it. And uh, it's, you know, just a Mad Max themed motorcycle ride so everybody gets in these crazy costumes and they dress their bikes up to look crazy and um, then you ride through the streets of Indianapolis uh, threatening civilians and <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun but we uh, so that was our first gig I think uh, it's good to like book a gig and that will get your band to get your act together yeah, in absolutely. time to get the show so that was our it was a fun first show kind of weird and awesome once once the the gig is booked, what's the process working up to it? When when do you start deciding these are the songs we're going to perform that night? This what happens like how many weeks out does that start and then what happens the week of and the day of? It depends. Today we figured it out 5 minutes before we performed. So <laughs> it, it, sometimes you you know what's coming and you like oh, we got to get an hour for this set and we right. only have 40 minutes so you kind of plan it out a little more but uh Sometimes you just for that it up pa- on the spot. Yeah, for that particular gig, we only had so many songs. We only had six songs anyway, so it's like, well, that's that's what we're playing, that's and that's it. <laughs> yeah, so normally it would be, how long are we playing? How many bands are on a bill? Uh, are we playing for just a half hour or an hour? What do we have to fill? And then, yeah, our, our catalog is on the limited side, I guess, right now. It's expanding, but at some point before, before the show, you find out how long you're going to have to play, and then you pick the songs that then we would pick the order we want to go in as far as which ones uh, we want to go first to last and uh, set the rehearsals. So mm-hmm. we try to get one a week. I guess what the goal is anyway. Yeah. Sometimes tough to pull off with everybody's schedule. Mm-hmm. How important is it to write your own music and perform your own music? It's crucial. It's essential. Yeah. It's, a, it's what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think David and I, uh, I'm, I'm not so sure as much about these guys, other guys' histories, but David and I have been doing this since we could play instruments. I mean, yeah, that's I, really I met, what got me passionate about playing <clears throat> rock music was like, uh, it's a creative outlet. So it was always about writing and mm-hmm. performing 
uh, my band's own stuff. Absolutely. Where do you see the food future going for you guys? I hope to do some more writing and recording. Mm-hmm. And then if it's awesome, we'll want to play some shows and play it for this stuff for people. Yeah, <laughs> I th- yeah shooting I think really that, high. That's that's where we <laughs> like to keep it. The goals, you know, not to get too far ahead of ourselves just yet. Um, just enjoy what we're doing now, and that that'll that'll keep things everyone happy. I think when you start setting goals too far ahead, you start thinking, you know, start worrying, or you know, things. If one thing doesn't happen, that means the other's not going to happen. All that it's, it's, yeah. it gets messy. So it's working so far. We've got. We've played some good shows, and we've got some some uh, awesome shows coming up as well. So, when it's just fun, I think uh, things can kind of just line up. We're going to Chicago tomorrow. We're playing with uh, Shonen Knife very soon. We're real excited about that. And if we if we keep having fun and playing, making good music, I think we'll keep getting those kind of fun opportunities. Mm-hmm. Is that maturity and experience? Yeah, let's call it that. Yeah, <laughs> let's just let's go with that. Yeah. No, I think it is. Though. I think it is. Uh, again, you know, just because I, we all know each other. We've known each other for a while. We know how each other work, so we try not to push each other's buttons. Yet, <laughs> there's always time for that. It's a low stress environment so far. So, yeah. And uh, what other types of music do you guys like to to listen to or go to see perform live? Oh boy. Yeah, we're across we're everything. Everything. I can't think of anything we don't listen to. If it's yeah. good, it's good. You know, yeah, what, like what, no songs. matter what genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun to find something that's good that's from around town and be able to go see something um, before it's something huge and catch it in some, an intimate setting. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, it's kind of hard to narrow that one down. I'll sit here and go, oh, I don't know for sure for the next half hour. <laughs> But um, <clears throat> anything anything that's grown from around here is worth giving a shot and going to check out and supporting, in my opinion. There's a lot of good good music. You don't have to bring it in from outside. Well, that's kind of what we've heard from a lot of uh, musicians, too. It, I mean, there, obviously, there's, there's a lot here that a lot of people kind of overlook sometimes. But then there's that also, as you get older and you get more involved with other things in your life, kids and families... Some uh, several musicians we've talked to have stepped away from the the live performance thing and just gotten together to record. Mm-hmm. Is it as you look to the future? Is that just another thing to feel out? Or I mean, do you guys since you've been performing live now as a band too, do you get a certain energy out of that? That that's something that you, you really kind of want to continue <coughs> to do that too. Yeah, I think oh, it, yeah. it's a part of it. Yeah, um, but again, you know, Dave was talking about we're we're looking forward to, to writing together as this lineup. Um, whether that be Dave brings in a song 99% complete or we kind of hash things out as a, the four of us um, that's that's what we're looking forward to right now um, and the live thing I, I don't want to I don't know how to say we're, we're careful with what we we're trying to be careful with what we book so uh, as long as it's fun and we're going to have a good time we'll look into it um, not, we're not, we don't need to play live right now necessarily to keep us going um, but it's fun when we pick the right shows. Yeah, I think I have like, uh, I'd say personally that I have drives for both. Um, I think my first love when it came to music, or an early one, uh, a major one when it comes to what we do, is is the writing in the studio. I love writing songs as I record them, and so that's always exciting for me. Um, but then there's a the 
other part with the live performance where it's a completely different thing. It's and it's rewarding too um, to perform, but it's a completely different beast. And I and I enjoy both of those things, and one kind of leads into the into the other. So yeah, and the cool thing about that too is with these songs that we have now, <clears throat> um, they're Dave's. It's Dave's music, and as the four of us have been playing live, all of a sudden they're they're breathing new life now. So that that's been cool to see too. And where do you get your inspiration for your your writing? Bad things happen to me, and I don't know how to process it. That's that's usually usually the case. <laughs> no, um, it could be anything. Um, somehow, I end up having a lot of songs about you know disappointment and heartbreak. But um, I will also just kind of open up the top of my head with without a preconceived notion of what a song is going to be, and see what it becomes. So. It could be about anything, but um, yeah, usually it's more about a feel than it is about uh, expressing a certain intellectual idea. So um, I will just see where the feel leads the the lyrics a lot of times, and mm-hmm. and uh, and that's a really interesting way to uh, to do it. Um, I think uh, what David Byrne, of the Talking Heads, has uh, he has a, had a book. What's it called? How to make music or something? Something really obvious and uh, but he talks about his writing process and i and i didn't realize other people did this but the band would bring him music and he would improvise just gibberish over the top of it and then the the gibberish starts to become words as the more and more you listen to it and so he wasn't coming in with like a preconceived notion of i want to write a song about the birds and the bees or whatever um it's kind of a let the song kind of emerge on its own sort of approach and that's what I've done for years so. mm-hmm. and is that something probably all of you that's probably enticing too because I mean that's a real collaboration of everybody mm-hmm. isn't it yeah and I like I like um, vocals being treated as such as, as an instrument and, and not so much worrying about the words per se just yet um, but using the emotion of what you're singing let that write first and then put the words together alright thank you gentlemen thank you thank you